When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I wish you could just shut your big yapper. Now it's time for a long walk to Cleveland with Rudy Povich. Good luck finding a DJ who can move and shake like this. On Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and every morning live on Instagram. That shit sounds pretty good on blow. Mixed with tequila and wine on an empty stomach. Yeah, thank you guys so much for joining me on a long walk to Cleveland. My name is Rudy Povich. This is the podcast where we prove that life is a whole hell of a lot of work for little in return. Uh, today on the show, hopefully you guys weren't too inundated with everybody's back-to-school pictures. We'll talk a moment about that. I also want to say hi to some people jumping on right away. I apologize I was a little late if you were on the Instagram live feed. I don't know what the hell happened to my camera, but next thing you know, uh, it just went blank. So, had to reboot the whole damn thing. What up, Oopty? Hi, Nicole, Amanda, Tara. Nice to see you. Hello, Kim. Anna. What's up, Wyatt? Good to see everybody, man. Thank you guys for showing up. Uh, merch. If you haven't bought merch yet, please do so. You can find it on my website, rudypovich.com. Also, today being Wednesday, I'm a little thrown off this week because it's Labor Day, but uh, today being Wednesday, tomorrow night, I will be with the Twin Cities Film Fest over at their offices. I believe show starts at 6.30. I'll have to get some details on it, and I will uh, give you some more uh, information when I get it. But I do have some passes. I believe I got like, I don't know, a couple people already wanted in. I think I got uh, five passes left, something like that. If you want to go, just let me know. It's 6.30 St. Louis Park over at their offices doing stand-up in shorts. I'll be watching a couple of comedic shorts and then doing about uh, 10, 15 minutes of stand-up after. So, should be a very fun time. Miss Shannon Paul, who put this whole thing together, she's going to be there. Tiffany Norton, uh, also one of my favorite comedians, a guy that I met like 23 years ago, this guy by the name of John DeBoer. I've been a big fan. First time I met him, I was super wet behind the ears. I had just started in radio. I had to go host a comedy show. And see, there were so many things about this business that I did not know. And uh, let's see, Kim, real quick. I love your nostalgic shirt. Uh, yeah, it's my SpongeBob SquarePants. It's got basically everybody from Nickelodeon on it. And even though I'm a big fan of adults being adults, you know, like maybe don't wear cargo shorts to weddings. Let's maybe try a shirt with some buttons. It is nice to wear a T-shirt every now and again that uh, depicts our childhood. I saw one with Bart Simpson on it the other day that said, don't have a cow. And I was like, that dude, that's right up my alley. That's the place. That's what a guy needs, for sure. Uh, plus, it, it screams to people without you having to open your mouth. I'm a fun guy. I'm cool. Look at me. I'm wearing a shirt with all the characters from Nickelodeon. Obviously, I'm super cool. We can hang, dude. You're gonna, We're going to kick it. You're going to like my, you know, my decor. You're going to like what I'm all about. I'm giving off good vibes. You want to get slimed? You want to do a physical challenge? Let's do this. Come on. <laughs> yeah. Um, what the hell are we talking about a moment ago? God dang it. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, John DeBoer. Uh, There's so many things about this like business that I did not know about. And I didn't realize 
that when you have to host a comedy show, that comedians expect you to kind of like have your shit together, to know what you're doing. And where I was working at the time, La Crosse, Wisconsin, there was this, this business was like, dude, nobody comes here to see the host, like just some schmuck who lives in Galesville, Wisconsin. We want to put our radio people as the host of the show. So they would take, it was like a rotating cast. You'd have to go out and host. And usually a host will open up the show and then they do 10 minutes of stand-up and then they bring up the feature and the feature does 15 to 20. And then the host comes back up and depending on how the show is going, the host may have to do like another five minutes to get the crowd back or they can just uh, move right into the headliner. I didn't know about any of this stuff. So I got up on stage and not realizing that comedians sort of have a... I don't know, like a maybe a mental notebook, you could call it, some an actual physical notebook about what jokes they do in what markets, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, what jokes they do in what markets when they come there. Because if you are somebody who comes to the market three times a year, you probably don't want to keep doing the same set. Eventually, the people who come out to see you in a smaller market, it's a lot of the same people. So I imagine that John probably had a fit, because he's a very stout comedian, I imagine he probably had a notebook in front of him that was like, hey, the last time I was in town, I did this whole bit. So I got up on stage and I don't know why I remember this, but I just said, oh my God, you guys. And I had seen John DeBoer probably four or five times before this, but I was like, oh my God, dude, he's the best. He's so funny. You guys are totally going to love him. Uh, He's got this great story about having to go to the hospital in Iowa. Hilarious. Oh, my God. I hope he tells it. It's so funny. Anyways, give it up for your headliner tonight, John DeBoer. And John, as he walks by me on stage, goes to shake my hand and just goes, thanks. And he grabs the mic, and the first thing he says is, well, I guess I have to fucking tell that story now. And I'm like, oh, boy. (laughs) So afterwards, I had seen him kind of just like hanging out next to the bar. And I was like, oh, my God. Um, Say, listen, man, I'm really, really sorry about that. And he's like, dude, listen, I get it. Obviously, it's not your fault. You don't know how this works and you shouldn't be expected to. You know, I'm putting this more on the onus of the owner for having you guys who don't know what you're doing come up because I've told that story the last two times I was in town and I was just in town like two months ago. So Now people, and it's a long story. It's a super long story. It's, I mean, this whole bit is like 12 minutes. So now anybody who's come to see John before now has to hear this bit that he did last time. And I'm like, oh man, I'm sorry, dude. Like, shit, I didn't know. But the way he handled it and the way he was super nice to me and just went, dude, it's not on you. I'll never forget that. And then, I don't know, must've been about two months ago. I was going through House of Comedy and there was John DeBoer. And I'm like, son of a bitch, dude. I didn't even realize that, you know, he was still out like cranking in the Midwest. I knew that he's been still doing comedy because I follow him online, but I didn't know he was still in the Midwest. And he's like, nah, man, still, still kicking it. So John DeBoer will actually be on that show tomorrow night with Twin Cities Film Fest. And I'm going to make him tell that goddamn Iowa story. If you come, I swear to God, I'll make him tell it. I'm like, listen, bitch. (laughs) I felt devastated the last time, 23 years ago when we met. Now you need to rehash and make current a story from your set that you were telling two and a half decades ago. Go, make it happen. And then I'm just going to sit back with my arms folded and be like, that's right, you tell that story, bitch. You tell that story. (laughs) 
<laughs> First day of school for everybody yesterday. Holy Christ. I didn't see the inundation of school first day photos that everybody usually puts up. I do like the one where the lady is like laying in the pool when all of her kids are off to school. That stuff I think is, that I find to be very funny. I like when we turn it back on the kids. Your kids are not that precious. I hate to tell everybody. Not a lot of people give a shit about them. I mean, you do and you should. Like I've said many times, you made it, go play with it. But not a lot of people care that uh, little Timothy is going to be going into seventh grade this year and his first day at junior high. And he got out of his best shirt. And, oh, he was so excited when he got up this morning. We made him his favorite lunch. That stupid-ass chalkboard. Nobody cares. But since nobody cares, I'm going to go ahead and share a photo that I took with my daughter yesterday while she was... There she is. If you're on the Instagram Live, you can see it. She, uh... It's weird to sit and just, I go back and I see some of these photos because they pop up once a year on Facebook and I'm like, she's a little bit taller. She's getting a little bit. The way she, that your kids talk to you when they get to that age of like 13, it's awesome. It's so much better than having to have childlike conversations with somebody when they're 11. But when they get to 13, you can definitely tell the cadence and the way they talk is much more adult-like than... When they're with their friends than when they are with you. For sure. And as Char says, oh, she's catching up to you. It doesn't take much. Doesn't take when the doctors told her that she was gonna tap out at like five foot two, I thought, oh, that sucks. I'd like to get you to at least five five, five six. That's like a great height. I mean, don't get me wrong, I'm short, so I can't like judge other people, but by 5'5", five, five is like that nice, perfect average height for a, for a lady. Being too short is weird sometimes. Like, when you're still like 23 and you're being able to pay for the 12-plus price at Valley Fair, like, that shit gets weird, you know? So, <laughs> she was, uh, it was great, though. She was out there with her friend Grace, as you can see in that photo right there. It's crazy that those two have been going to the same school now for especially I listen when you're from a small town the kids you went to preschool with or the kids that you're standing next to at graduation it's the same people but in like a bigger city especially when there's so many options for schools and open enrollment it's crazy that these two have been kicking it since fun for fours at Richfield STEM you know kindergarten first grade they started splitting up or I don't know if they I don't think they had the same teachers for a few of those years but Dude, I don't know. I'm glad that we have a family like Grace's family that we can sort of like do this together with because it is goddamn rough. It's it's and and not because like kids are shitheads. I'm not talking about like the bullying that kids have to deal with at school or on the bus or whatever it is. I'm just saying like it is goddamn difficult to just like just just the fact that for 20 minutes a day, that's all I get with my kid. I hate it. I don't like that. I don't like the fact that I only see her for, and, and, and maybe 20 minutes. Like today is one of those days where I pick her up from school. She will come and hang it with me. And then her mom will pick her up later tonight. But Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, I mean, dude, all those days there's practice and she gets off of school at three 40 and practice starts at four o'clock and four and practice goes till eight fifteen at night. So it's a packed day. 
So if I don't see her for that 10 minutes before school or that 20 minute interlude in between, I ain't seeing her till the next day. And I, I don't like that as a parent. I mean, there's a lot of, trust me, a lot of father figures are just like, thank Christ you guys are getting out of here for a while. Ugh. <laughs> like, I get it. I totally understand that sometimes uh, Louis C.K. has a joke about like parents don't want vacations to a tropical island. The vacation that they like is when they put the child in the passenger side and then walk around. That's a vacation. Just the fact that you don't have to fucking listen to what is going on for nine and a half seconds. That's the best vacation you'll ever get. And I, I totally get it. I mean, the fact that yesterday we had to we had to start the the day out by. Uh, with the carpool text messages and the fucking now one of the parents had a, like a, a surprise meeting that happened at 8 a.m. with their company. And then that parent had to call us and be like, can you pick up my daughter? And then there's that awkward, weird ride when you're an adult and you have your kid's friend in the vehicle with you, but nobody else. That's the there's nothing weirder on the planet. Seriously. You could just like wake up naked to Portageon next to a hobo and be like, Who's also naked? And that's less awkward than having to drive nine and a half blocks with one of your daughter's friends that there's, and there's nobody else in the car. It is fucking weird. It is so weird because you're like, I don't know what to talk about with you. And it's silent. And you're just like, God, you can't get out of the car fast enough. I don't know why it is. I imagine, I imagine this is one of those steady lines that we've always had with parents. Anytime you have to hang with your kids' friends and they are not around, it's just the two of you, that's weird, man. I don't know what it is. It just, it feels like, it'd be different if somebody just dropped off a strange kid. Just like, hey, I don't know this baby, but here, you need to take it for two hours. You'd be like, all right, I'm totally cool with that. I can do that. When you coming back? If not, I'm bringing this thing to the firehouse. But what about you coming back with a... you know, with one of your kid's friends, now we got problems. Now I got to sit and hang with this kid. And maybe it's just because psychologically you're like, I don't know, maybe this kid's going to go back and tell mom and dad some shit that's weird. You know, like, yeah, I don't know. It, it feels awkward. It just, it does. Like, like, I don't know. Did you notice that Mr. Povich just like totally lets his dog's bowls just hang out on the pillows that are on the couch? That's weird, right? Like, why doesn't he snip those things off or move the pillows? We don't need the dog's balls on the pillows. That's weird. Like, listen, don't judge me. Don't judge my dog's balls. All right? Fucking A. I want to keep him as much of his manhood as I possibly can. Totally 1,000%. Get off of it. All right. Um, uh, a couple of things that uh, I wanted to, uh, to discuss momentarily, if we could. Uh, somebody shot me a line the other day. And was asking about, um, asking about like radio and such, right? And what are the chances that I would ever consider wanting to go back to a, to take a job with another radio station? And my first response was, no, I'm not. I refuse. Then they shot back. Okay, well, what if we were to make an offer? And I was like... No, (laughs) I'm not doing it. Their third response was then, well, let's just sit down and go get some coffee and catch up. And uh, I said, there's not a chance in hell. Absolutely not. Uh, Am I, am I kind of being a dick about it? 
because I don't want to go back to that lifestyle? Absolutely. Would it be less work? What could I just get rid of some of the things I'm doing right now? A thousand percent. Would I ever go back and give that give what give up what I'm doing right now? Fuck no. Not a chance. So I appreciate it. They've talked about they've listened to the podcast and kind of like what's going on. And also I can't I've told this I've said this before. I couldn't do it anyways because I have a non-compete. Like I can't just like sign with radio stations in town and be like, hey, so fucking, you know. So here we go. We're just going to do this now. Thank you to the company that like completely paid me for seven years. You know, they were super nice enough to be able to give. I don't like when people leave jobs and then talk shit about the place that they just left. It's like, dude, first off, you guys were in an agreement that you would come to work every day and then they would give you money in exchange for your time. They paid for your car. They paid for your house. They put clothes on your kid's back, food in their belly. Like. Dude, you made the choice to come there every day. Don't sit and talk shit about it. Now, obviously, if that company screwed you over, you'd be angry as all get out. And I would be uh, I would be upset if something like that were to happen. But I didn't get screwed. My company and the show I was formerly on were very nice and everybody left amicably. And the last thing I ever want to do is create you know, static with those guys and then also get off on the wrong foot with my new employer. So I just said, no, I'm good. Listen, maybe one day in a year and a half when my non-competes up, I'll consider it. But to right now, absolutely not. And there are ways that you can go around it. You can make some phone calls to people and be like, listen, there's an opportunity if I do it this certain way, you know, if, if, Hey, I'll take a behind the scenes job for nine months. If you let me out of my non-compete early, whatever it might be. Sometimes people will do that and it works. And sometimes companies are like, yeah, you know what? You were cool with us. We'll be cool with you. No problem. Um, and and I I just, but I just don't want to do that. I, I refuse. So I got off this email chain. I said, listen, you guys are great. And I love you. And thank you very much for everything. But there's not a chance in hell that I'm going to go back to that lifestyle, even when this non-compete is up. I'm just done. I'm just, I don't want to do it anymore. And lo and behold, yesterday, while I was like sitting down for five seconds while a video was rendering and sort of going through my head, like, is that the right decision to make? Is that the right decision to make? Is that the way you should do this? I got an email from a company that uh, I've done some work with previously that just said, hey, uh, we've been kind of watching this podcast of yours for the last few months, and we've been watching it sort of grow, and we've been watching what you do with it every day, and we like all the elements, we like what's happening. Is there a possibility that you'd want to come over onto our network? And I said, yeah, absolutely. I'd be in, for sure. So um, I don't know what that means, like, timing-wise. I don't know what that means about, like if we can still do this every day the way we're doing it, I hope it is because I don't want to give that up, you know? I mean, I know I got like nine things on the hopper right now, but I don't want to give that up because I like I like doing the Instagram live thing. I like doing the podcast daily. Um, but uh, they might have some like stipulations that are like, dude, you know, if we're going to help you build this thing, you kind of have to do it our way. And that is the give and take of this business that a lot of people are like angry about. That... They don't want to listen to what other people have to say. So, and listen, you have to play the game. You just have to. You don't have a choice. So, I I hope that we can keep doing it. What keep doing it the way we're doing it. 
Um, I'm going to apologize in front of this and just say there might be a couple of times that you're going to have to sit through a live ad, which is great for me because I can still keep this free for you. And then you guys don't have to like, because the last thing I ever want to do is put that little donate button up. And I know everybody said like, listen, we come and we hang out for the half hour and drink coffee and bullshit and people catch up and it's fun, the little community that we're building. But the last thing I ever want to do is put that donation button up because I want to try to keep this as free as possible. And the only way to do that is to possibly bring in some other forms of revenue. And hopefully this will be the, you know, I don't want to give a ton of details now because it always happens when you give out too much and then it doesn't pan out the way you want it to. So I'm just like, but sit back. But uh, yeah, it, it was one of these things that if you don't will it into the world, you know, if you don't start speaking about it, it doesn't happen. So I, I just kind of wanted to share it with you guys and just go, listen, there might be something on, and they might not. They might just be like, listen, dude, uh, you just go ahead and upload your podcast every day. We'll drop in ads. You don't have to do any live ads and we'll just keep it kosher. We'll keep it moving. As long as you keep growing in numbers, we'll keep you on. And I think that's kind of where we're at. So yeah, I'd uh, probably be seeing some uh, some new artwork coming down the way here soon because they, this is like one of these things where they're like, eh, you can't just like, you know, hop onto your phone and just make a little graphic and be like, oh, there you go. That's our little artwork. Like I got to hire a dude to like make me a graphic and all that stuff. So, um, yeah, this should be, um, it's a, this is the natural progression of things. You know, usually what happens is with most, and it happens to everybody. Like look at Surly Brewing here in Minneapolis. Surly started out as a couple of dudes in a garage that eventually built up this giant brewery that eventually whose employees love them and eventually all their employees turned on them and started a union and tried to get the fuck out of there. <laughs> Cause eventually you just, you become the man, you become the man that that's how it is. We are years of light. I mean, we are light years away from ever that even being a thought, but that is the natural progression of things. If you want it to grow, you got to kind of keep jumping on and doing the next thing. So, uh, if you start to, you know, hear a couple of live ads in the, uh, you know, in the podcast, I'll apologize already, but just know that th- that happens because we keep this shit free because everybody's got to try to make a couple of dollars. And the last thing I ever want to do is it feels weird to me. Try to keep everything as free as much as possible. And I can, I can guarantee you right now, like this is a company and the reason why I like these guys is I've done work with them previously. They are a company that has every time that I've ever had a concern or a question, I have come to them and been like, dude, um, this is what's going on. Is there a way we can change it? And they are super fast. They're super punctual and they are very responsive. And that is the type of company that I really want to be in bed with. And I hope it works out. So, yeah. So just kind of giving you guys a heads up that we may have to change a few things. Possibly. We'll see. But for the most part, it looks like every day still 945 a.m. We're going to be doing this on Instagram. Hey, if you guys have a moment, I'm going to go ahead and share this here in about the next probably 15, 20 minutes or so. I did a podcast with a comedian by the name of Chris Duke. Chris Duke is a... um, This always feels weird coming out. Chris Duke is a former drug addict. There you go. Like, you just got to throw it out there sometimes. I think he'd be okay with saying that. And uh, Chris is a... uh, Chris is a... 
one of the most top-notch, funniest people I think I've ever met who is just like so sincere, insanely sincere. Him and I were on a show a couple of months ago, a couple months, yeah, maybe a couple months ago, a couple weeks ago, and we met in the green room and after we met, I was just like, God, I, I love this dude. I'm, I just, everything about him was so cool. And he says, hey, I do this podcast. It's called Chris and, and every week it's, you know, a new person, you know, do you want to come in and just, you know, do it. We hang, we talk about like, you know, our past, our, our families. We talk about, you know, drug abuse. We talk about addiction. We talk about mental health, you know, all the stuff that comedians should probably stay away from. If, I'm a big believer in, dude, just go up on stage and be funny. Just go on Twitter and be funny. Just go on Instagram, whatever it is. We don't need to include all the goddamn politics all the time. But Chris was a very sincere guy. And I went and I hung out at his house with his two amazing kids and their amazing dog. And I met his wife the night we did the show. But he, she, she was not there, but sweet lady. And we did... Chris was like, yeah, it'll be like 45 minutes, man. We'll just crank it out. I think we ended up talking for like an hour and a half. And I'm never the other guy on the side of this microphone. I'm always the dude who's having to like, you know, I'm always the guy interviewing. I'm never the guy who's people are asking me about my life. And sometimes I go back and I, I think about it. And the words when they just roll out, to me, they're just normal. Talking about the fact that I had a half-brother that I didn't know until I was 38. That I have a half-sister that I still have not met face-to-face, but we just met over Zoom about two months ago. The fact that my old man split when I was two, you know, uh, that I legally changed my name so my daughter wouldn't have to have my dad's last name. There was a documentary about my old man that did fairly well, you know, like in terms of what documentaries do, like it did okay. And I was, I was very proud of it. And Chris shot me a line the other day, like I said, the most sincere guy ever and just said, dude, I'm watching this documentary and I'm I'm tearing up and I'm just, I'm wow, this is so nice. And what a thing to share with the world. And thank you so much. And so that podcast, Chris and me, just Chris and I, Chris and you, Chris and I don't know how you would say it, but uh, Chris just put this out. It came out today and uh, literally right before I fired this up. I saw that it was shared on Instagram. So I'll share it on my Instagram. I just, I implore you. Uh, I don't want to, the thing is people go, well, why don't you just share it on your feed? Just share it on, well, you can do that, but that would defeat the purpose of Chris having me on for his podcast. <laughs> so uh, you'll have to go to, to Chris's website and to uh, his feed. I'll share it with you guys. You can check it out. And, uh, and listen to the whole show. It uh, It's good, man. It's good. He's a great interviewer and just keeps it rolling and just has great stories. And the thing that I noticed the most about interviewers is sometimes the person doing the interviewing is talking more than the person who they are sitting down to have a conversation with. Kind of drives me crazy. Like, hey, man, um, there's an old adage in radio that let the listener be the star. Let the listener be the star. Some listeners, some are fucking idiots, but some, some are good. Some you should definitely just let, um, you know, some should definitely just let (laughs) them have a moment to shine. So, yeah, uh, but I am, um, uh, I was happy that the podcast turned out the way that it did. I'm going to sit down and listen to it at some point today, maybe get a couple of clips. There's also video that is, uh, 
is on. So I implore you, please check it out. I'll share it and you guys can definitely indulge because it was a great interview. And lo and behold, I mean, just talking about it. At some point, I kind of turned the cameras on Chris and I'm like, well, I'm talking about you for a minute, dude, because he told me things about addiction and about, you know, uh, alcoholism. And just, I, dude, I'm I was so floored by things that he had told me, you know, some of the stuff in your brain, like if you all it takes is one time. For you to have something terrible happen and then for you to have a drink after that happens and then your brain immediately, the next time something bad happens, your brain snaps into uh, attention and goes, we got to have a drink. We got a drink. That's how you get through this. You got a drink. One drink ain't going to solve any of your problems, but 12 might. And I, I, some of the stuff that he was saying, man, like I was I was floored by it. So. Please, I will definitely share it. I want you to go check that out. And it's just, it's very informative, if anything. Find this podcast on Apple Podcasts, on Spotify, on Stitcher, and every day, 9.45 a.m. We go live on Instagram. It's at Rudy underscore Povich. Again, thank you guys so much for taking a long walk to Cleveland. the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.